0: We made these photos. It was like this funny thing to do in middle school when like you would cover like a guy's mouth and you kiss the back of your hand. And it looks like you guys are making out. So we did like a couple of those between me and him and like <laughs> Bray. Yeah. <laughs> we we had that was not
1: cool where probably. I grew up in my friend. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today is Monday, July 5th. Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Um, hope everybody was was safe and had a uh, good time with their friends and families. Uh, we've got another edition of Beer with a Buddy on this episode. So uh, without further ado, I'll let Steve-O introduce him.
0: Yes. Uh, today we have, uh, for this episode of Beer with a Buddy, we have a Richard, my friend, The Dick. We have a Richard, my friend, who is the Dick Richard himself. Uh, Welcome to the show, sir.
2: Thank you. You you.
1: just got the worst intro of all time.
2: Yeah, (laughs) probably could have been better. Uh, But yeah, I usually just go by Richard. Uh, There's no the, typically. But thank you for that intro, Steve. You're welcome. Um, And thanks for having me on, guys. A Richard. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I
1: call you. can I call you a Richard like he did? Uh,
2: you can Or Richard. I mean, it's actually rare that someone calls me Richard these days. So, um, so this is a unique experience right now. Usually, Dick or senor. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? It's it's fine. So I have uh, I have known Richard a Richard f- since third grade. Uh, we were in third grade in the same class when I moved to Texas, and then we were in fifth grade together, and we had classes in sixth, seventh, eighth grade,
2: ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. <laughs> yep. Tried to get girls. Didn't you work. Know, f- a a lot of failures, especially. a lot of failures, but you know yep. we failed together, and that's what's important. Yes, indeed. Uh,
0: made some racy photos that uh, were supposed to be a prank and ended up not being cool so we threw him away and my dad found him later that was not cool.
1: I'm sorry. What? I didn't
0: think that was going to come
2: up today. Great. We can cut it out later if we don't Explain we don't this.
1: First of all, call call Mr. Barber on the phone right now. Let's let's talk this through.
2: <laughs> not a chance. What are we talking here? You uh, know, I was hoping there's one day he would forget that whole story no, until he brought it heard. up and get that. Maybe about a year ago. <laughs> no. So, um No, so no chance. We made these photos.
0: It was like this funny thing to do in middle school when like you would cover like a guy's mouth and you kiss the back of your hand. It looks like you guys are making out. So we did like a couple of those between me and him and like Bray. Yeah, because we we'll had be plan. That was
1: not cool where I grew up in, my friend. We had a
0: plan, so we were like, we're gonna we're gonna make these Polaroids and then we're gonna like plant them in a girl's like room because it's gonna be funny and they're gonna think that like they're real. And then we did the photos, and then we were like, "Yeah, that's too, that looks too, that looks too much. That's too much." It's <laughs> we not were funny. ashamed, so we threw them away. <laughs> but I didn't even like remotely think about it because we didn't really do anything. It was just all BS. Should have burned. So them. I just threw them into the trash. Well, my dad in my dad's office, like on top of everything. So my dad sees these Polaroids later. He tells <laughs> me like a month or two later. And he thought they were real. Like he didn't understand what they were. He's just like oh. it's just his son making out with other dudes. And he's like, I think he legit thought I was a homosexual for a little bit.
1: How the hell have I not heard this story before?
0: Oh there's better. We'll tell you when it's not being recorded. But yeah, it was it was intense, man. Like I had to and then he like confronted me and then I'm like, oh my God. I completely understand where you're coming from. But it's not at all. How do we dig like, ourselves out of this hole? I just kind of laugh because I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't even cross my mind that it was a bad thing or, like, you know, like it could be yeah, in the pictures that, or anything. Yeah. We were just like, ugh, that's not funny. That's gross. And we just threw I, it away. Like, I did just didn't even care. Like, it's not like we were trying to hide anything. And then he found him and I'm like, oh, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> About that. About
0: that. Wow. My bad, Dad. And so. Yeah. My parents have a special place for Richard in their heart.
1: Clearly they thought he was going to be a, you know, son-in-law at one point. Yeah, they did. They were really excited about it.
2: Um or how I became the influence of that. I'm not even woke. sure it was my idea.
1: <laughs> so what did you guys do for the 4th?
2: Oh, Dick? yeah, there wasn't too much. I th- I think our our main um event was more on the 3rd. Um had some golf scheduled and then i met up with uh i I would call it our main group of friends from high school um i guess it's the best way to address that and we we had a pool party and caught up with some friends we haven't seen in quite a while and it was pretty fun but the actual day was pretty low-key hanging out at a pool uh that's about it nice and you've got a six-month-old baby girl i do um so you know time is limited because she has a schedule that it's better to keep than not. Indeed. Um, so We've you know you there. try to rush in as many things as you can, um, but never really get to stay long. Um, but it was her first fourth, and I think she enjoyed it. Yeah, nice. She to remember it, but well, she enjoyed it. You know, she at least remembered you holding her. Possibly. Oh, definitely not. She's six <laughs> months old. She can't make memories. Um,
0: yeah. So for us, we had the pool party uh, Saturday. With all the guys and their spouses and kids and everybody. So that was cool. And then um, Sunday or yesterday for the actual 4th, I went over to my mentors, Mr. Jim, we'll call him. And uh, went over to his place. He has like a cabin and he has a, like a, I think it's like a sixth or seventh year now that he does a, buys like a ton of fireworks, invites anybody and everybody that wants to come. They shoot them all off. It's this awesome little firework show deal and uh we've gone probably three of the last five years it's a cool little deal so we went up there you go there in the evening so i guess we went up there it's it's, uh just on the other side of the red river so we went up there sunday night watched some fireworks came home so it was a good little good little Fourth of july
1: nice what'd you do by yourself uh i'm not by myself i've had taylor in brooklyn with me since i got here oh nice Um, i didn't know that that's awesome yeah they're yeah i've had them they've been helping me paint moved into the house friday on july 2nd we've been in the pool like four hours a day every day of course their mom and uh their little brother came up for the fourth yesterday they hung out and we went saw some fireworks had some sparklers i had to get sparklers in chicago to bring them here because you can't get anything in california <laughs> which rightfully so you can't even
0: get snakes people, and sparklers yeah i guess you guys have no
1: nah, i mean look man this yeah. state goes on fire every year you got stupid drunk people like i can understand why they're like no nah, we're not going to perpetuate this situation
2: yeah that's legit i couldn't think
1: of so uh
0: that's like the one thing that california rules make sense i'll
2: give them that yeah, one
1: exactly the one time that they're restrictive and it's it's makes sense yeah yeah
2: I uh, was going to say one of the biggest fights or arguments I ever had um, took place in California on a golf course as I sat down my cigar on a tee box to hit. And a woman that lived on the golf course just went ballistic on me. Like, do you know how much fire happens here? Pick it up. And that was a very very awkward situation. Uh, (laughs) But I didn't cave because I was... was, Just blown away about what was happening. You're looking at this pristine green golf course. I'm like, this burned down? Oh, okay. you should have been
1: like, lady, which house is which house is yours? I'm about to tee off right, right into your yeah, yeah. living room right now. But, <laughs> knock off some ash into your Jeez. yard.
2: But maybe there was some validity to her argument. Um, Probably not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not, not at, at all. On a golf course, I think you're right. Okay. Where it's you know nonstop sprinklers. Yeah, if you're like in uh, a
0: national park and you just flick your cigar out into the woods, then yes. Totally get
1: it. (laughs) That's where it happens. It's campfire negligence or like camping or I guess, or just crazy people who set fires. But I don't think golf, like a a fire has ever started from a golf course. I
2: don't Uh, think so. I I would doubt it. Right. Um, It's especially like you've got,
1: yeah, you got half a centimeter from the dirt. That's how low that grass is cut anyways. Like, what are you worried about? God, Stupid people. So what are we talking about today?
0: Man, let's talk about some athletes. Let's talk about athletes getting paid. Um, Richard himself was illegally paid many times as a soccer... I'm just kidding. So he was a D1 athlete, an All-American D1 athlete, actually. Um, what? Yeah, he's, uh played soccer. You could probably guess it by looking at him. And Where he... At? Well,
2: tell us that school if he decides to. Uh, yeah, I was asking. Um, I, I think it's fair. Um, if you are familiar with college athletics, let's just say it was a school that played as the sacrificial lamb for. See, that's why I think you should just say the school. Yeah, so okay, I, I can, about you can do Wait, that.
1: Wait, are, are you talking about the college football death penalty? yeah I am
2: talking about that.
1: I was going to bring that up. So I already know what you're talking. Okay. About.
2: Well, we, <laughs> we can we can address it. I don't I don't mind. Yeah, um, Richard is a schmooge bag. I just uh, I'm curious if there's anything that's going to come across in our conversation that would no, be a violation. No. But it shouldn't matter at this point. I think there's a statute of limitations. Hopefully yeah. for <laughs> the soccer program, <laughs> it's not on top me. of <laughs> mind of many of the American. <laughs> Sports fans. Listen, so. there's
1: like 40 people that listen to this, and 30 of them you probably know. Yes, well, I was hoping so. to get us
2: over the <laughs> 41 mark today, and but I think
0: the statute of limitations is I think it's good now that it's been 10 years since we've graduated college. So I think, right,
2: I think we're good. I just don't want to get you in trouble with your sponsors. Oh, you know, yeah, to be that's honest. true.
0: With all of our sponsors, it's a it's a very responsible thing for you to do. I mean, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Here, let well, me ask okay, the sponsors. I'm going Yep, we're good. All right. Yeah, so yeah, they're good. He played for SMU. I wanted to Oh, yeah, go Let's
2: ahead. Let's get
0: that out there. He played in soccer for SMU and because neither one of us were any remotely athletic enough to play a D1 athlete or athletics, I figured we would have Senor Richard come on and talk to us about his experience and then now as of uh July 1st, 2021, athletes can now legally be paid or sponsored or however the hell it's going to work.
1: I think it's, I think it's, they can profit off of their name and likeness. Correct. I don't think they can get paid to play. No,
0: but they can be paid for their likeness and their name, which means like they can do like side gigs from my uh, autographs. And another
2: piece from what I was reading is there's what they call college needs or more like for a better term, that they can get m- more incentives from that school. For example, uh, a laptop. Yeah. Okay. Stuff you know, stuff like that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but
0: before we're going to go into that and get deep in there, um, we kind of wanted to touch on some of the ridiculousness, just to just just acknowledge it that's going on right now in the Olympic, the the world of the Olympics.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys, how aware you are, but there is oh, a I'm super trans, There's a transgender woman, which I still have to like stop and think about what that means. It means that Indeed. someone born biologically a man has now changed to a woman. Okay. whatever To whatever effect they've changed, I don't know. But anyways, that's so a transgender woman for New Zealand is going to be allowed to weightlift in the Olympics and this individual actually lifted professionally as a dude keys and is and is now going to be allowed to weightlift as a woman and the reason I bring it up is because a U.S. track athlete Shikari Richardson is suspended one month and possibly has the Olympics in doubt now as a legitimate medal um, possibility in track for testing positive for THC of all things. So this this woman who's a track star might not get to go to the Olympics because of like the opposite of a performance enhancing substance, (laughs) THC. But a born dude is going to be allowed to weightlift against women. And what world are we living in? Like how upside down can we get here in, in the wokeness of things? Like- I, I don't care how anyone lives their life, but the feminist movement is clearly dead. Because if if this like transgender woman doesn't just destroy them, you're just like, in which she probably will. It's going to be like, wow, who who didn't see that one coming? But this girl who smoked some weed somehow is now not going to be allowed to because of she can't be a sprinter. Some sort of yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not Olympic like, athlete
0: or yeah. an Olympic sport of like or competition of like who can sit on the couch the longest. It is yeah, it's not can a munchies run competition. The
1: yes. Oh, it's I'm like I'm blown away. I'm infuriated. Like honestly about that. Like I don't know how you don't like if you have daughters too. Like just thinking about it, it's like I'm not trying to to shut people out or you know to you know just make people feel. Like, I, I'm not about discriminating, but like, there has to be a line of sanity here. And we have clearly crossed over into complete insanity. No,
0: I mean, there, so obviously there's no line of sanity, one. Two, what makes that situation so much worse and, and so infuriating is it's not like this person um, transitioned as a young kid and then had all the hormone therapy and blah, 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 whatever they do agree with it or don't agree with it. Um, that's a different scenario than being a professional male weightlifter your entire life, which in itself. So it's, so I mean, scientifically not only are males born different, we are built differently to be stronger and faster we have a different skeletal structure, we have a different muscular structure, but then we also produce way more testosterone. And if you're a lifter and you're lifting super heavy all the time, you're naturally going to, your body will naturally increase its own testosterone levels, its own testosterone production levels. That's not, you don't have to take steroids. It will naturally increase now, not a crazy amount, but it will increase. So to go from that. And then now you identify, now you're going to transition to a woman And then compete absolutely should. It should absolutely infuriate every woman on the planet, especially if you ever had a dream of being an Olympic weightlifter as a female. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, regardless of the hormones or whatever you're on to level that out, right, to like balance it from what a normal man produces in natural testosterone versus, you know, your estrogen levels as a woman, that doesn't change your bone density, your muscular structure. Like you can't, like that, that will always be an advantage to any transgender woman. Uh, Especially
0: if you went through puberty as a male and you're not taking any of those hormones. There's
1: just, there's, there's zero denying that fact, like period. So it's like th- like you cannot tell me that there isn't such a like palpable advantage regardless of what you know whatever estrogen or wh- however you've leveled off or or suppressed your testosterone levels you cannot tell me that that advantage is not just astronomical and and just unfair and so like I it's not about acceptance at that point it's just about fairness and you would think that the Olympics of all places is just, that's all you would ask for, is a a fair and level playing field. And so, we've just allowed this to just, it's just seeped in and just kind of ruined the integrity of what the Olympics, which is usually just the most pure sporting, you know, who's the best of the best and that's it. And we've kind of just taken that out of it now. And so, I I don't know, man. And, And then just to see, you know, a track star who's got all the promise in the world for You know, he's the heavy substance, the heavy gold gold medal. There's absolutely there's absolutely no way that anyone has no science has ever come out and said smoking weed is going to help you run faster. (laughs) So it's like, like, are you kidding me? And so she might not be able to run in the Olympics like that's devastating. And it's nonsense. It's just uh, I don't know. I know the two aren't directly related, but it is kind of like, it's it's just like the the tale of like, how crazy are we getting here with this? Yeah.
0: Well, and to her credit though, I will say, I think that the cool thing that with her and why I have a ton of respect for her is she has not one-timed in this entire deal. There's all kinds of people. You've got AOC, you've got all kinds of people making all kinds of crazy claims but everybody's kind of wanting the same thing, which is they want her to compete. And she has not once done anything but say, I knew it was against the rules. I broke the rules. This is the consequence of the rule of breaking that rule. Like she hasn't like blamed anybody's there's no excuses or nothing. She's just like, yeah, I screwed up. I smoked weed. I wasn't supposed to smoke weed. It's, it's, it's a rule. It's been a rule. Like that's it. It is what it is. And to me, I don't, I mean, I don't agree with the rule in any way. Um, and I think she should be able to p- compete, but I think that's awesome. And, in I mean, just to see that in anybody right now in this day and age and just this where everybody's a fucking victim, it's kind of a breath of fresh air just to see her just own it and just yeah, be like, I yeah, I screwed it. up, you know, but that's the, that's the rule. That's the rule. So, but I do hope she gets to compete. Cause I do, think, <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's complete
1: garbage. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's literally, it's, I don't know. It's mind blowing. I do. Yeah. To her credit, she has been just stand up and said, you know, I'm sorry. I've disappointed people. And I, you know, I did something I knew I shouldn't have done, but it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And to allow one and not the other in like this complete, just, uh, just polar opposites of complete nonsense. I just can't. I don't know. It kind of, it, it kind of just sours the Olympics for me to be honest with you. Yeah. And I love the freaking summer Olympics so much.
2: Yeah. Yes, a question I would ask, um, you know, going th- through the substances and what they test for. Um, and this might be a difficult question. Cause I don't know how knowledgeable we all are and the testing they do for the Olympics, but I'm incredibly knowledgeable. If you think about the <laughs> New Zealand competitor, um, is there some kind of, levels of I guess lower testosterone she has to be approved mm-hmm. for before she can compete. Yes. Yes. Um, there is. And I guess, do we know that time frame? And then I guess I would ask you, Steve, since you used to weightlift, if you are allowed to practice, which I assume you are, does that build up the testosterone again? Or do we know if that's supposed to be blocked at some point? So they have to take testosterone blockers they have to lower their testosterone to a certain point. Um, I
0: wasn't completely planning on talking about this, so I did not, I, there is, there has been legit, uh, scientific research on individuals who have completed puberty as a male. Um, and they have that there's basically, there is a point where you, the advantage of being a male physical advantage, you can't really take away past a certain age. So once they've completed puberty as a male, the fact that this person, this individual has actually competed as a male, um, even with suppressed testosterone, like you can't undo what, you know, 25 years or 20 years of, of, you know, being a male nature, uh, you can't undo that. And so they have shown and proven that like the, the only people that are kind of like in the fringe where I honestly don't know. And I don't know that anybody's done research cause I don't think there's enough to, enough people to, to research it is someone who's taken testosterone blockers, estrogen. They've taken all the hormone treatments from like these people that have um, had a transition from a young age before they went to, through puberty. But they have absolutely done studies on people on men who were men and then they became women later on in life and their their bone structure like you said bone density their their muscular structure you can't undo that so they still have a significant advantage even though their testosterone levels may may rate
2: or score or whatever uh low enough to to compete against women interesting and it just makes me think though with the what i think is a substantial list of banned substances like and all the stuff they're taking does that nothing show up in any of that treatment? I guess versus right THC, which again is <laughs> an interesting. Well, it's it's funny because you think all. that
1: they would they would only be testing for performance enhancing substances. So why would THC even be on that list? Because
0: it's still an illegal drug, I mean, which is stupid. But like heroin, yeah, they're going to test if, what for if heroin, is- right? Again, do not? why I don't would you know.
1: care if you can't beat someone on heroin? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, you suck. <laughs> why do you care? Now, that's
2: a great point. Well, I've I heard agreed. cocaine causes like super strength and energy sometimes, but some I've heard. <laughs> uh, I've heard
1: methamphetamines can give people like crazy, like you, you smoke meth and people are like lifting cars and stuff. Like, true, I've heard crazy stuff like that. So, I could get that. Um, uh, THC is going to make you nap and order a pizza. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I agree. No, I. I mean, I think it should be legal everywhere. I don't think it. I don't understand it. So, and I don't. And I don't even partake in the marijuana. I still think it should be legal. I don't. I don't get it. Like (laughs) the marijuana. I don't do the weed, and I still think it should be legal. I don't know. That's another topic, though. So, all right. So, speaking of athletes, speaking of things that are how our world is changing. As of July first, two thousand twenty-one, athletes can now be paid for their likeness and their name while in college, while in college sports. And that's about time. Is why I agree. That is why we are. We have Richard here. So, Richard, tell us first before we. So now that's legal, right? Is July first. Can you walk us through some of the insanity, like the insane restrictions that are, were on you as a college athlete
2: before? Um, I can do that. Uh, I, I won't have, again, all the rules, you know, memorized. It's been a while. I've got them. I got them <laughs> in my head. So <laughs> but you're good. Um, no, but every year uh, when you come into preseason, the first thing you do is you meet as a team. Uh, you know, you meet the incoming freshmen, et cetera, coaches, training staff. But then you immediately go into your NCAA compliance meeting <clears throat> where they basically tell you, don't accept money, don't sexually assault anyone, which I think is a good rule. That's a good rule. Um, <laughs> and, and ba- basically pretty sure that's still illegal. Yeah. Pa- pass your classes. Um, but you know, they would they would definitely um, go into what they would consider, um, you know, boosters influencing your performance or your, um, you know, your will- willingness to perform for the school that you're a- attending. Um, but in you know, some of the s- more silly ones I would remember, um, for example, and I think I've told you this one before, um, if you lived with a, a teammate. Um, you know, that you play and compete with. So if you live with them and you had to say my parents over to see the house and my parents said, okay, you and your roommate, we're going to go out to dinner. My parents pay that bill. We just broke NCAA compliance for taking my roommate out to, um, you know, like a $30 meal. Mm-hmm. What? Right. Oh yeah. Um, uh, another one. We- so he's. Technically should just pay for his own meal. Exactly. Or um, if they're a full ride scholarship player, they should be given a stipend to pay for food um, as, you know, as part of their, their benefits. Gotcha. As being a scholarship athlete.
0: So they're getting a per diem essentially. Right. Right. And they should bring that with them and refuse your parents to pay.
2: Exactly. Their $30 Um, meal. Yeah and I mean it, it's amazing it, and you you think that's kind of silly that you know paying for the meal it's even questionable to, for the parents to bring a homemade meal or you know to the house any type Jesus. of gift uh let's say they bought us a couch um or if they bought my roommate maybe uh a, a jacket all big no-nos I mean <laughs> down to the the most minuscule items Uh, Could get you in trouble. Um, Now, obviously, they don't they don't have that knowledge usually. Uh, Sure,
0: but (laughs) like, but that's still a thing. Like, that's still legitimately that's against the rules, right? And so, if someone were to turn them in, because I did, I turned I've turned many people for doing that. Well, you you should accepting toothbrushes (laughs) and hygiene products, right?
2: Um, and, and then. Another one that was interesting that our team actually got burned with now makes a little more sense. Um, but I think you might agree that it it is questionable at best. Um, now for like summer, you know, soccer, especially there was um, leagues available for us to, you know, stay in shape, stay in soccer shape, you know, separate from the summer workout programs that the school provides, um, where you can play basically semi-professional soccer, uh, but maintain your amateur status. Okay. Um, but as soon um, as that team possibly provided you equipment, like if they bought you some shoes to to wear, uh, you then now became a professional athlete and lost your amateur status. Um, and that could have been something as simple as, you're playing in a game. Your shoe rips. They have a brand, you know, pair of shoes to give you. You use them. You have now lost your amateur status. Uh, just very aggressive measures for something that seems relatively necessary to compete on a team and in a league. Um, you know, throughout you the You know
1: summer. what's insanely hypocritical about that. And I'll bring this up because obviously me and Steve O went to Oklahoma State. Brandon Whedon, the quarterback, was drafted out of high school by the New York Yankees, got like a $1.4 million signing bonus, and then f- his baseball career failed. And so he just went back and played college football. And like, that's cool. That's no big deal. Right now, it's like, of course not. And what? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, none of these rules made any sense.
2: Um and, and that's a good point. Um, I, I think, and again, this is where I would struggle to say I don't remember everything from those compliance meetings. Sorry, NCAA. Um, but if it's not the sport you're competing, you? uh, competing in at the time for the school, I guess it's irrelevant that you can go get paid for baseball if you're playing football for them. <laughs> that's right? nonsense. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but it, you know, it's interesting to me how much power the NCAA has created for itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I think, you know, if college football, so you, you know, we don't need you, we're going to go do our own thing. There'd be plenty of funding and, you know, support for them to go and do that. So it's interesting to me that the NCAA was trying to maintain this power all along. Um, So I'm very excited to see they're actually at least taking this step to help, you know, some of the burden that is created by being a college athlete Um, you know, just from, you know, normal, everyday college life. Um, You know, if you wanted to buy clothes or something, if you're not from a wealthy, well, I shouldn't say that. If you don't come from a lot of money, you're, you know, you're at school doing playing for them, performing for them nonstop. You can't go out and get a job really. I mean, uh, it can get tough to like afford basic, essentials, uh, you know, that you need to live. So, um, I think it's, it's a great deal that they're trying to at least try something to better that situation.
1: How was the schedule for you balancing school in season for soccer? Like how, how bad was it? Cause I had a few football players in classes and I would see them maybe the first three weeks of class. And then I wouldn't see him again. And I mean, right. I mean, I can understand why, but how was that for you? So
2: similar now, I think, you know, with soccer being, I'd hate to say second tier, but let's call it like it is. It's not the most important sport. It's at
0: least third or fourth tier. (laughs) Uh,
2: Especially in the college (laughs) ranks. Um, So
1: the world's most popular sport. Yeah. Not in America.
2: (laughs) Just yeah, not here yet. Maybe someday. Um, Probably not. So I would say and you know, this is and I am these are gonna be personal anecdotes, uh, of course, but it, it, it did get very tough especially during season. Now, what I mean is I was booked practice um, you know, training from seven in the morning to noon. So any morning class I couldn't take. Um and now I'm not sure how I was at Oklahoma State, but um Professors usually like to get their classes done early and then, you know, take the rest of the day. So, um, it was a struggle. Uh, I mean, and not a impossible struggle, but to, you know, if you had a certain um, degree path, you were trying to go down uh, to line up certain classes that you needed to take. Um, But a lot of the time you're ending up taking night classes. Um, and you know, after five hours of training, uh, you know, trying to maintain awareness at a night class, it does get pretty difficult. Um, but then obviously the most difficult part is when you're traveling. So um, there's times where you just, you miss class and you're not making it up. Um, hopefully you, you have decent professors that try to give you something ahead of the time to try to stay on, uh, you know, on schedule. Um, but I can tell you a personal anecdote from my freshman year when we were actually in the NCAA tournament and we advanced all the way to the final four, I missed the whole month of November just because we Damn. were on the road every week we kept winning. So I don't even remember if we actually went back to campus often in a month of November and, you know, trying to pass class missing a month is a little difficult. Um, yeah. You know, especially when you don't have that interaction Um or, just even what was talked about in that class that day. And I can even tell you another situation of that same semester is I missed the final to one of my classes. And the teacher or the professor I was working with, uh, I guess he was kinda a chill, if you will. Not let's not get everything done, we'll we'll find out a time to take it. I took my final from fall semester during spring break of the spring <laughs> semester after missing the month of that class. <laughs> So I'm in there reading stuff on this final, just <laughs> you know, I have I've no idea seen the what's class going has been, on here.
1: The class has been over for months, yeah. and you're trying to cram it all for a final. Yeah, you know, I'm, you
2: know, I'm in completely different classes. Um, it's it's so it, it's a challenge. Uh, I mean, it, it takes um, a lot of discipline to try it if you want to be a, a you know a student athlete and be a scholar of some sort. It it, it can get very difficult to find the time to do it, find the energy to do it. Um, I, I, I hate to sound like I'm complaining, but it, it, it did get very difficult. Now they might think, "Yo, you can study on planes you know, or when you're at your hotel room, uh, you're exhausted after a game. You're not going to study on a plane, especially in a really tight thing after you just spent, you know, a weekend playing multiple games. Uh, when you get to your hotels, et cetera, you're immediately going into team meetings. Um, we have to go practice now, get a stretch. Uh, if you get time, um, it's late at night, right? But then you you want to be able to perform in the game and you go to sleep. Um, so, uh, I I would, I would say you are definitely a student second. Um, I don't think there's any way to say it other, any other way.
0: So to, to play devil's advocate, I think, uh, first off my, my opinion of this, the ruling and them making this legal is I agree with it. I think it's a good thing. Um, And I agree with you. Uh, I think that that's pretty insane that they, we've always expected um, student athletes to, to do this and balance this Mm kind of world of look, you got your coach and you got all these people who their job is to win. If they don't win, they're going to lose their job. So they don't really care so of course schooling is second to them, um, because that's they're not getting paid on your GPA. They're getting paid on wins or losses. So, uh, but I guess the I don't know. I've been trying to think of like what the argument against would be. And I guess maybe you if if you're a full scholar, full ride scholarship player, you are being paid in a sense to play, but then you know, you've got to keep up with the grades and everything else.
2: Right. Um, yeah, and that and that's the biggest argument I think I've heard throughout this, you know, just, you know, grumblings throughout time, that you're getting a free college education. Sure. And that's, that's hard to argue. I mean, you're absolutely right. But again, I would go back to my statement is I am a student second. Um, and how you just perfectly stated it, the coaches and the staff – aren't there to get paid on you <laughs> getting A's or B's. They they're there to win games. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you, you would think about the football ranks, bring in money to the school. Um, of course. So school is definitely a d- distant topic to them, but where it comes into play is your eligibility. They'll, they'll get on you. Sure. Uh, if you're, you're tearing with that, I think it was a two point, one was at least the rule of a GPA had to maintain to be eligible to play. Um which can be difficult when you're that's missing a whole that's, month that's of class <laughs> to go play yeah. these games. So um it's I understand that um that the free education, but if you were barely getting the time to utilize that and you know absorb the education you're getting um, how effective is it at the end of the day? Um, I think for a lot of the athletes, I mean, you, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many percentage don't actually graduate or you know do graduate. So, yeah.
0: Um, well, that's what I was just thinking. Is so you say, you know, even for the people who say, well, you're getting a free education. I mean, it's not really free. You have to perform. Yep. If you don't perform,
2: you could lose your scholarship. Uh, well, you could- that's. Well, let's clear that up. You actually, once they offer you the scholarship, you cannot lose it based oh, on performance. Based on performance, really? You have okay. to break a rule or, you know, fail out Okay. before okay. they can take back that scholarship. Nice. So that that is a little bit of security, and I think that's still the rule today. Um, Not which, anymore. Which you would see a lot of, <laughs> uh, in at least where I went to school and the staff I, I played under, uh, they would get you to quit. That was the main tactic um, for scholarship athletes um, that weren't meeting the mark gotcha. of what they were, you know, supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, you you don't lose your scholarship. So
1: they could get that scholarship slot back exactly. to, to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's dirty, man. That's dirty.
2: And another thing I would add, and I, I I think Steve and I had this conversation before too, and you know may may not be well-known throughout the community is, um, with, well, so you put soccer in a third tier. Okay. I we'll think, go with tier I three, think four, 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 five, uh, tier four. Okay. So, um, <laughs> when you compare that with the scholarships for a football team now, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, my school was allowed 82. The football team had 82 full ride scholarships, um, which is quite a bit. Yeah. But you got to, you know, field a lot of players on a football team. Now with title nine coming into play, there has to be an equal number of scholarships for boys and girls. Uh, So they divvy up the scholarships differently amongst sports that Mm -hmm. um, are higher tiered. So the soccer team, men's soccer team, we had nine and a half scholarship, full ride scholarships available for players. So if you think about soccer, that just a team fields 11, Plane. Right. obviously you have more than that you're going north of 20 players on a roster but that most of those guys are not full-ride scholarships so going to a school like i did that was rather expensive you know you're not getting the full-ride treatment that you might be getting um some books paid for with like your 25 percent scholarship they start breaking them out to try to get enough money to bring in enough of the talent so sure Uh, for the soccer team specifically, a lot of people didn't have the full benefits of a full-rate scholarship. Yeah, that's a good point. So someone like that, you know, you're trying to avoid student loans as much as possible, but you're not making any money to help pay for anything else. The school only gives you a certain amount possibly for just to pay your books. You're not actually getting cash. You're getting your books. Um, So it's trying to figure out the best way to maneuver all that. So, Again, if there's a way for them to start earning extra money based on their likeness um, or some other, you know, avenue, I'm, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, one of the things that surprised always surprised me about, um, one of the big ones was Ohio State. When I think Terrell Pryor was there and he got suspended, he ended up like... Um, putting in for the NFL draft because he had gotten tattoos in exchange for like jerseys and rings and memorabilia stuff. And it's like half of the stuff that the NCAA would lose their minds over is not things that they're even losing out revenue wise. It's not things that are keeping money from them just for these players to go and say, Hey, I'm going to sign some autographs or I'm going to trade in this Jersey and get a tattoo. So it's like, again, it just comes down to common sense. None of that makes any sense. For these players to just go and take their property and say, hey, I want to go, you know, make some money off of this. And you're just like, it it was just so much driven by control, it seemed like. It's like no one's making more money off of free labor than, you know, the NCAA. And I know most of it's driven around college football because that is usually – what allows a lot of other sports programs to exist is the revenues from college football, um, you know, especially for, you know, lower tiered sports. So I I just never understood that aspect of it. Um, and I can understand a little bit more the whole pay to play, which I think is what happened back in what the eighties with SMU, the college football team, where they actually were getting paid to play. And so they got the proverbial, you know, death sentence of just not even being allowed to, ever be in the postseason for, I don't know when they reverse that, but it just like for most of the things that they had issues with, it didn't make any sense because it wasn't even pulling profits from the NCAA for these players to just do what they wanted to do with their lives and their merchandise and, you know, within their own, you know, name and likeness. So
2: right. And this the disparity too where they're getting nothing and millions upon millions are getting thrown into, you know, not just the school, but you know, I'd the, say billions. Well, yeah, of course the, you know, the TV stations that get the, the show, the games, all the, you know, they're mm-hmm. paying for all that uh, on these kids. Um, and, you know, they can't go sell their Jersey for you know, 50 bucks on eBay. That's, that's a little silly. And I'll even add to that.
1: <clears throat> um,
2: You know, we got, we did get gear obviously, you know, to wear and perform in to, you know, wear our logos when we, play game our jerseys were there um what happened to, at the the school i attended it was those game worn jerseys stuff like that they got sold at summer camps so th- someone was making money off those jerseys just it just wasn't the, <laughs> the people that actually yeah. wore them it could be you because
0: you <laughs> oh, wore them. right
2: you know uh, right. I, I remember again another personal anecdote i was working uh, a camp For the summer um you know it was a residency camp and each coach uh gets a group of about you know 15 20 kids um and you know you you do form a bond with these kids you know they look up to you in some capacity but um one of the kids i was coaching he went into the camp store and literally was so excited he bought my jersey so and I, I still saw like my blood stains from whatever it was like on the arm. Just, he's like, Hey, look, I got your Jersey. And you know, it was <laughs> nice and all, but like, you know, the stuff I had to go through to, you know, get to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> this kid just buys it. Uh, and that money goes back and to And you the, get nothing. Uh, uh-huh. I will say it, maybe it went to the program. I have no idea. Um, or what the accountants Valable. say yeah, said seriously. for that went, <laughs>
0: straight to the NCAA. Yeah,
2: um, but you know, if I would have done that, I would have lost everything. So it, it's just really silly.
0: Yeah, I think I think the the points you made are great on how many athletes that are student athletes that are not on scholarship or they're on partial scholarship or they're on the practice squad, whatever. They're still making very similar sacrifices as far as time goes, as far as being a student. And yet they've got to do it even more. Plus, I mean, we even take football. It doesn't matter what sport it is. And yeah, football is the tier one because it brings in the most revenue for that school. But (laughs) every athlete is pushed their physical body. They're going to take a beating. Most athletes are not going to play professionally. I don't care. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's an incredibly low percentage when you look at how many like college athletes play sports. The vast majority of them are not going to be in pros, which means they're not going to they're not going to profit off of what they've done and the sacrifice and all the time and everything else. But the but for the NCAA and it was for control. It is for money. It's all about money. You know, it's never it's never been about anything other than money. The NCAA doesn't give two shits about the athlete themselves if they if they did then they would stop uh what was it one there's one study that how much uh was it football it's in the it's in football if they would allow for the clock to continue to run like the pros when you get a first down and how many hours they would how much less hours they would play in a season just by that one rule alone being changed yeah tv time yeah losing advertising exactly. You lose
1: all that money, but they won't
0: do it, right? So the NFL, they do in the in the, but oh, but it's all about the athletes, all about their health, it's all about their safety and their education. Bullshit! It's all bullshit. It's all about money. It's the only thing that matters, which is fine. So it's, you know, it's annoying, but okay, fine. It's
1: fine if you if you just level, if you just exactly even it out, and you just say okay, fine. It's all about us, but you know what? We'll let you guys make it. You know, you guys can make it all about you too. Yeah, now you can. Why can't those coexist?
0: Yeah. Which is great. Now, so we all agree with it, right? So we all agree with the the this ruling or this changing. How do you think so it's a state by state deal. Okay. So it's not just it's not federal. It's so it's only it's decided by the states. So for example, Nebraska has not approved it yet. Okay. How do you think and, and this is not supposed to impact recruiting. But obviously it will.
1: I don't know why anyone goes to Nebraska anyways, but if they're not going to allow it, they're going to get less than no one going to the the Cornhusker State.
0: How do you think (laughs) this is going to change the dynamics of schools, recruiting, and where kids go?
1: I think every school is going to have to get on board because they'll be at a competitive disadvantage if they don't. If any other state or any other school is for it and you're not, then you're handcuffing yourself and there'll be, I mean, I, I can't see any school saying, no, we're not going to do this. Yeah. It would be suicide. And,
0: and it was like, so Nebraska was as of like middle of the first middle of July first. Like, so it hadn't even, they may be doing it now. I have no idea, but how, how do you think it's going to change? I think it's very interesting to think about like, I've heard arguments on like huge markets. So TCU, SMU monster markets, they have tons of oh you can go work um you know 10 hours a week at this dealership or whatever they're going to pay you a million dollars for your likeness and your name right like that like UCLA at USC like these huge market schools you know like i wonder do, like do you think it's how do you think it's going to change or do you think it's going to change where kids go and kind of where the power goes obviously i think like alabama some of these major blue bloods still going to probably be good because there's still plenty of crazy people that are going to pay whatever. But like, how do you think it's going to change the the kind of the landscape of where college athletes go recruiting,
2: uh, any of that? Well, you know, and you're only you're making guesses at this point, right? Cause we don't know sure, of the full, the full rules, but it has to literally change everything. And I would, Go back to my experience with the whole recruiting side of things, you know, coaches call you, they write you letters, and they start telling you the incentives of going there, right? Mm-hmm, um, exactly. Or, you know, our school offers this, you, you would live in this kind of perfect location, etc. Um, but, you know, I think it goes even deeper. Um, you know, I could go make money for my likenesses in Texas that doesn't have state income tax, or I could go to New York and or L.A. where it's, you know, astronomical compared to a zero a good tax point. location. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think I, you know obviously with the with the pro situation that that's drafting and there's no choice. But when it's your choice, how could it not that not appeal to a kid that's making money for the first time that you can mm-hmm. make a lot more here? Um, you think about SMU and TCU. Obviously they've well, TCU is still pretty strong in the, the desire for, you know, football players. But SMU, you could go live in Dallas, a major metropolitan area with literally everything you could possibly want, you know, nightlife wise. And you could possibly afford it now. Um, or sure. you could go to, um, not to take offense to your hometown, but Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I no, think I'm I would choose Dallas every time. Uh, so maybe those schools get back into the fight, um, and have a major draw. So yeah, uh, I think you could see a major overhaul with where kids want to end up.
1: I think that could only be good for college sports. I was actually thinking about the other day when they're talking about expanding the college football playoff. I used to think that was like a ridiculous idea because I always thought like when the BCS would jack it up, like one team would get ripped off. But like that's it. It's never like five teams. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're either like one of the best two, or you know, that's it. Maybe one team gets left out. But then I'm like, you know what? If you let eight teams into a college football playoff, now all of a sudden people are like, Oh, I have a realistic chance now to go to other schools. Maybe could actually balance out the power and make college sports have a little bit more parity and interest. And this can be, you know, in the similar ways as far as benefits that go from, you know, being able to profit off of, you know, your own image and, you know, your own hard work. Maybe in the same ways, it maybe it can only be better for college sports in general and just kind of balancing things out because I think it gets pretty stale when the same teams win over and over. I say that because my team's never won, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of really rich oil people that go to our school. <laughs> are alumni. Well, that's the thing. It's like, where does the line cross? Like, so what is it? Are boosters allowed? So if I'm a booster and I own a oil company and I have Richard come over and give a I don't know, a speech or something. And I can pay him. I guess uh, technically you could right?
1: in, in his name, he could be like a spokesperson or like, sure. You know, like some sort of the same way that pro sports athletes go and become, you know, advertisers for local companies in the markets they played for. And they can give you X number of dollars as long as you're playing at that school. Like I'd have to imagine that's falls under the realm.
0: Right. And how's that not going to affect your recruiting? So I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, the late, t boone pickens god rest his soul and i'm like hey Saint. You, you come play here for here at oklahoma state and you're like ah no i don't really want to play in stillwater that sucks and i'm like okay that's fine no big deal um just just so you know uh i'm gonna let you you would be um one of the one of the spokespeople at our ch- ch- christmas event every year and we're gonna pay you 10 million dollars a year. <laughs> I mean, is there a limit? Because I don't think there's a limit. So, you so know, like, I don't think
2: they've got, obviously they haven't gotten to that point yet, but... I,
0: how would you I, say no?
2: I, right. Like um, $40 million? No, nah, I would hesitate to think they're not going to try to do some kind of constraints on these, but... Uh, you know that
0: that's going to happen, though. Yeah. If they don't. Right. Um, and then your ass would be playing
2: for... But yeah, how, how would you not... <laughs> how would you not accept... 10 billion dollars exactly um (laughs) so uh, there's a there's a lot of potential for some major overhauls here um but i'm kind of agree with you that it'd be maybe okay to see a change in the powers of college football or just seeing there's more competition out there Uh, we don't have to see ohio state always getting into the college playoff even when they play half a season Um, oh that's
1: going to happen no matter what
2: well Possible. I
1: almost think I almost think that if you're in a sport where you can legitimately go pro and you think you're going to go pro, you should just be able to defer the scholarship and they can just pay you. And you can bet on yourself that you're going to go pro. And we can just make all of these college leagues just like minor league systems for those who want to or think that they can pursue it at a professional level beyond that. And for those who don't, then you just say like, no, I'll take the scholarship. I'll Get and paid I'll go to school. Image and likeness. I'll go to school and do it that way. It's like, why do? Why does it have to be so black and white? Like, live in the gray there. If college football players are like, I think I'm going to go pro. I'm going to defer this scholarship. I'm going to get paid whatever I want to get paid in this minor league system, which is what NCAA is. And you know, it either works or it doesn't, and I live with my choices.
2: Oh, it's fair point.
0: I think what's going to get kind of crazy is I'm trying to I'm trying to find if there's a limit. So I'm trying to. Google right it. um but one thing that i didn't think about until just now your likeness and your uh name now means you can get paid for video games
1: yeah NCA,
0: dude college
1: football coming back son i'm gonna do the heisman all over NCAA again. i used to love those games football. man
0: that is a <laughs> massive selling game yep. and how the hell do you make sure? And I, because I, one thing I don't understand, and I'm still trying to find it, I can't find. All I keep finding these older rules, which is, are college athletes now able to have agents?
2: I think that's going to be part of the new regulation or new rules going forward. I think I read that somewhere that they are going to be allowed to work with companies that help them through this to try to Process. find money right to, or right. to like
0: figure this crap out because right. that's a lot dude how, what the hell are you going to do with an 18 year old and how the hell is an 18 year old going to be like hey you know what that's my that's me on that damn video game and I haven't gotten a dime for that mm-hmm. that's bullshit mm-hmm. and so somebody's going to help them this has been the Beyond Our Service podcast if you like what you heard please subscribe review tell your friends all about
1: us this show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.